Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, 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 happy Saturday morning. I hope everyone listening is having a wonderful start to their day. But most importantly, Will Darkens. Wonderful. How are you doing, sir? You're right, most important, and I'm doing great. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Oh. It's most important because you're the only one that can talk back to me. All the listeners out there, they can text 503-250-1080, uh, but I can barely read. Are you serious? I'm a functioning illiterate, so you can text in all you want. Isn't that crazy how there are like stories of people that own businesses? I like can't. I'm not saying like completely illiterate because I mean, if you are completely illiterate, there's no way you can really get through much. But like, they can't read quite well. Last summer, I took a road trip down to Bandon Dunes. Did you play golf? I did play golf. Just go hiking. Sheep ranch down there. Uh, Good old time. Mm. But on the way down there, I was like, ah, you know what I'll do? I'm gonna I'm gonna grab an audio book and I listened to Eight Men Out. You familiar with Eight Men Out? You know the story. Is that Charles baseball. Dickens? No, it's not. Oh, it's about baseball. It's the uh, it's the White Sox. It's the Black Sox scandal. It's uh, wow. where they rigged the World Series. But showless, shoeless Joe Jackson, showless, soulless, shoeless Joe Jackson uh, was illiterate. Um, but he was also like one of the great baseball players, and he was kind of taken advantage of by the fact that he couldn't read. But he went back to his hometown, and like people were like, oh, you're not going to learn to read, are you? And like back in, I mean, this is obviously, uh, what, 1918, 1920, something like that, right in that, right in that era. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a big part of uh, the country that was like, you ain't learning to read, are you? I wonder if there's still places like that that exist. It's discouraged to read is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't get I too fancy so. on us. Don't get too fancy with all your reading. Yeah. I think it's more what you read. Like it, it, now, it's more what you read. But like once here's upon a time. where I'll uh, here's where I'll draw the line, right? Like in sports media, there are two type of people that consume sports blogs. Okay, you are either um, you're either barstool, 
or you are dead spin. Dead spin, you have to read. Barstool is just quick hits. Barstool is like, hey, dude, you like beer? Check it out. This guy chugs an entire beer out of a woman's mouth. Are you going to sound effects me there? I was look, trying to look find like you were trying to. <laughs> but yeah, Barstool bar is, check out how hot this chick is. Try this whiskey. These cigars are great. Sports story. Chick. Beer. Sports. And then Deadspin is, have you really thought about this sports story? Have or you really... like, they were the first ones to break Monte Teo's freak girlfriend. Yes, but they, but they do exposés. They go, yeah, that's a story, but what's the story behind the story? No, they don't. Oh, they try to. You, no, you should read Deadspin. That's not Deadspin. Deadspin is like mm. hoity liberals trying to like give you, give you like it, a critique. So like, it, like it's called Deadspin for a reason because it's like, I am just going to just crap on this story so hard. Yeah. There's no other real angle to it. It's I just mean, like, here we go. Like, here's this dude being a complete jerk. Let's <laughs> go just going to talk about let's it. Let's go to Deadspin gonna right now. going to blog about they it. They are... Now, here is where I will just stop you very quickly sure. and point you to, and you probably can't because it's a paywall defector. Because all uh, the original Deadspin guys basically left yes. after it got bought by Gawker, yes. and then Deadspin they... is not the Deadspin that you're you're speaking yeah. speaking of. The but new there's still Deadspin. that divide between the two uh, sports media consumption worlds. It's the guys who are like, give me a nonstop reel of chicks in tight shirts, yeah. Patrick Mahomes race cars and then like beer but not yeah. like domestic beer i want domestic beer in a chilled glass next to wings yeah like if i could just get that on real all the time just feed me more and more yeah and so then the other side of it is like huh i can't believe these people yeah the uh, on on your your dead spin page right now you have dabo did it again a timeline of the dumbest things the clemson dunce has done that sounds pretty gawkery. Gawkery? Gawker media. The Seahawks still seem haunted by that one decision six years ago. And then they dive into the... But it's never sourced. It's just... It's all opinion. It's just bloggery. Yeah. That's yeah. what a blog is. Yeah. That's yeah. what Gawker media... You remember Gawker media was the one that got sued by uh, Hulk Hogan because he got caught on tape having sex with that lady. No, he didn't. That was uh, Terry. That's his name? That's Hulk Hogan. No, I know. But he didn't. Have sex. It was Terry. So you're saying Terry Hogan had sex? Not with Terry the... Hogan. It's, it was not Terry Hogan. What is his real name? Terry something or other. It's Hulk Hogan. I uh, know it's not. It's Hulk... Hulkington James Hogan. That's his legal name. <laughs> Hulkington. Hulkington. Yeah. Oh jeez. Hulkerson Terry Belaya Hogan. Terry Eugene Belaya. Well, no wonder he changed his name. Well, yeah. Terry Belaya. Yeah. So. If if you watch like the Gawker trial thing on that that basically blew up and destroyed what Gawker was, right? I'm actually watching the sex video right now. Are you really? How's it going? It's all right. Yeah. So it's not great. The the defense against this whole thing was Hulk Hogan is a public figure, Terry Boy is not, and then he kept talking about himself as two different people, and the whole thing got really weird. And I was like, I'm pretty good on this. I'll just move on. So conceivably, could I do that? Yeah, you could create, like, if you wanted to, like, you have a new radio show coming up that you're doing, right? Well, I'm a producer for a new radio sure. show coming up on Monday, AJ and Dusty, 12 Ooh. to 3. So if you wanted to, now would be a perfect time to rebrand. Instead of being Will Darkens, 
You can just create a character. You can be like, uh, you know, Tron Bergington, and you can show up on... Uh, Did you just mix two movies? Two movies that went into your head? Sure. You were like, oh, a name. You oh. love, no, I like you, Tron, and you I do love like Ron Bergington. <laughs> hey, you love movies, so you can make it whatever you want. And it's Bergington. It's not... Uh, anyways. Could I do, like, Bush Pritzel? Sure. You be whoever you want. Pick and then just say absurd things on air. Pick and the, then just be like, that's not Will Darkens. That's Bush Pritzel. Yes. Bush Pritzel could be a total jerk hot take machine. And he can produce AJ and Dusty all he wants. And then if he says something ridiculous, be like, well, you know, Will Darkens can't get into trouble. Was, yeah. Let's go over to Bush over there. Bush, what's up, baby? Like, what's your hot take on this? All right. Sure. So check it out. LeBron James. Never won a meaningful playoff game That's in right. his life ever. Totally. You just got bushed. And here's the thing. Will Darkins can still do the center and the saint. Or Will Darkins can produce AJ and Dusty and Bush Pretzel. It's Pretzel, damn it. How many times do I have to tell and you that? Bushy Pretzel can uh, can hang out here on Center and Saint. Don't do that because we're just starting to brand. You don't yeah. want to have hey. brand confusion. It's Bush Pretzel, yes. not Pretzel. That's another guy. Prish Bretzel can uh, can hang out here. Ruining this. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. So, anyways, yeah, you can uh, you can go pseudonym or whatever you call it. Who do you think like had the best alter ego in sports? Because I like I know in sports. Yeah, like, and I don't want nicknames because well, Hulk that's, Hogan does he count as sports? Yeah, get another, go away from wrestling okay. because that's pretty much all, all they are are alter egos. Yeah, but like, and I don't want nicknames either. Like, it's got to be a dude who like took on the personality of whatever he was doing. Like Larry Bird. Larry Bird was just uh, just a country bumpkin. But then he took on like the uh, the working man role and the trash talking, you know, held the banner for all of Boston. But he's a kid from Indiana. Wasn't he named Account? the French Lick? Isn't that right? The Hick from French Lick. So basically a Hick. Yes, but that's not like when you watched him play basketball. You he didn't he his persona off the court and his play on the court two different things. Is this what you're suggesting, or like Magic Johnson, like Brian Dawkins from the Eagles? Like, you remember, he was nicknamed Wolverine, and he would legit turn into a Wolverine on the field. I don't remember him ever actually turning into a Wolverine. You not like the Honey Badger. YouTube. Not like the Honey Badger. He did not turn into a Honey Badger. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, who has an alter ego? Like, a different persona on and off the... That's what I'm telling you, Brian yeah. Dawkins. You okay. should look at the video. That's he, fine. like, he his, uh, his on-field about- intro... He would, like, get on all fours with, like, his fists, and he would, like, go up to the cheerleaders that were surrounding him because that's what they do at NFL games. They just line it with sure. cheerleaders on either side. With, yeah, like, underpaid cheerleaders. Yeah, that's right, yeah. and they're, like, shaking the pom-poms and everything. He would, like, go up to each of them with, like, his little fist arms, and he would just, his like, kind of growl. fist arms? Yeah, you'll know when you see it. I don't need to watch They're, in that. fact, fist arms. Yeah, so just, like, from the shoulder, a fist. Yeah, it's literally just a very elongated fist fist yeah and no, he would no just bicep no elbow come up right out of the shoulder fist come up to go like that did he make that sound close to it yeah i don't know about that but i don't know enough about his off field persona what was brian dawkins like off the field was he not a wolverine he was team jesus i know that okay well there you go which is kind of hard because then it's like well i don't want to say those are different personas because perhaps wolverines are very religious 
Yeah, are Wolverines Team Jesus? I don't know. Maybe. Like Tom Brady is the hardest working man in football, right? On the field, off the field, he's like drunk boat guy, mouth kissing his children. Yeah, he's also like low-key Molly taker at Kentucky Derby guy. Was that him or was that uh, Wes Welker? They were all wearing sunglasses. Well, and sure. It was not that sunny out. <laughs> that should that should tell you a lot. Uh, yeah. That should tell you a lot about his afternoon. Sure. So Tom Brady. Uh, Big old smile. <laughs> Tom Brady, hardest working guy in football until he's not playing football. Then he's on Molly at the Kentucky Derby. Drunk yeah. on a boat. Yeah, dad. So, okay. Don't count. I don't know. I'll think on this a little bit more. I don't know, but I'd be intrigued to find out. The most different on-field, off-field. Personas. Persona. I, I can't think of anyone. No, the, the ones that I keep I popping up are Brian Dawkins. Sure, I understand that. What about but, LaMarcus Aldridge? He was a lot different, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty low-key the whole time. Like, uh, Philip Rivers keeps popping in my head because he's, like, super trash talker on the field, but he's also, like... No profanity trash talker, which I love, which fits with his persona off field, which I just can't wait to be a high school football coach because I've got enough kids for the entire team. Yeah. Yeah. Like that all fits. Starting lineup. Yeah. It's all good. And that's a good one, too, because if you've ever seen a speech with Philip Rivers, because he's done a bunch of them over at um, North Carolina State sure. for high school football teams, and they'll record them. And he uh, he's a lot more motivational than he is, like, just a little more angry rah, rah. piss. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's how I've always thought of Philip Rivers on field. Just an angry piss. Who's just screaming and yelling all the time. Sure. How different were you on field versus off field? Pretty different. Yeah. I actually didn't really talk all that much on field. Mm. Well, you would never shut up off field. Uh, no. And I still don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I, I, I never really did talk much trash because I was always having in the back of my head, like, I don't want to talk trash and then like get my ass kicked. <laughs> and then like all that trash talking just got completely yeah, just wiped out. And you know, some football meathead might tell you that like, you know, oh, well you should just back it up, back up your talk. Look, yeah. dude, if you're on the football field there, you are bound to get your ass kicked like once or twice. I really don't care who you are. Like everybody gets their ass kicked every game. Yeah. I'd have to think back to it. Um, when I was in high school, if it was this way, but I think it's probably true. But if I went and played in my thirties when I was playing like pickup basketball or, or co-ed softball. Wait, in your thirties? Yeah. yeah. Well, this 30? is more recent. Yeah. I'll be I'm almost 40. Oh, so, but I'm saying, so this is more recently. I know for a fact that I talk way more playing softball than I ever did playing basketball. If I want to play basketball, I'd talk to my team and I'd do whatever, but I wouldn't talk trash. Oh, and softball, I'd never stop talking trash. I'd talk trash to the other team, to my own team, to the umpires, to people in the crowd. I'd talk trash to the bases, my glove, everything. My wife, my kids, yeah, whoever. My if you, grandparents. If you were within earshot, if you were just out of earshot, I was talking trash. Bird lands on the fence, you're a stupid bird. And I would talk trash to that bird. Why don't I would you take also those do, wings and fly out of here? I would also do positive flattery with a sarcastic tone to make it feel like trash talk, even if I was giving someone a genuine compliment, I would never give it without some, like, overtone of sarcasm so it would feel bad. But, hey, great shirt you're wearing there, buddy. And I actually like the shirt, but I'd say it as if I didn't. And then he'd feel bad about his shirt. He'd be like, did I wear the right shirt? I don't know. Like, I said something about it. Never stop talking trash. Basketball? Pretty low-key. Not sure why that was. Probably because you got your ass kicked a lot. No. What do you mean? What? In, ba- in basketball. 
No, it's okay. I don't. You don't look like a good basketball player. <laughs> That's I've fine. actually never seen you play, but like sure. I just get this hey, feeling looking at you. We got the pop a shot. Like you just don't seem like you're very good. Now I can knock down a three. Uh, everyone What's that? A high school catch, three? Catch a, yeah. <laughs> who play? Who plays pickup basketball from the from, on an NBA court? Oh, I just practice from NBA range because sure. you never know. Yeah. Guess guess what? Guess where thirty year olds? Yeah, man. That's where 30-year-olds uh, that live in the suburbs play basketball. It's usually at a junior high or an elementary school. Or at the gym. I'll go to 24-hour fitness sure, where I used but- to, uh, except for coronavirus. But, like, I used to go there, and I used to practice three-pointers from, like, the uh, NBA range. And people would come on, and, you know, they would start shooting. And when they were doing the three-pointers, I would be like, why don't you take three steps back and be a real man? Doing the three-pointers? And they'd be like, sir, I'm a woman. And I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Quite the misunderstanding. There's a woman out there doing the three-pointers. All right. Speaking of three-pointers. Shooting the three-pointers. Yes, that's what you were trying to say. Uh, Blazers uh, did not shoot the three-pointers very well in the second half. Uh, I'm very upset about yesterday's game. Very upset about that game against the Lakers. First of all, they're playing the Lakers. Uh, there's always more tension for those games. But I did not like the way the game, uh, the storyline that carried through the game. I'll tell you why I'm so upset. Also have a Twitter poll. What? It's about the game. Okay. So you want to send you're, people to Twitter? You're going you're gonna to forget about it. That's the thing. I like, that's a theme of this show. Just send it to you. I we'll forget. tease it, and then we just don't do it. Well, sure. No, no, I just tease it throughout the whole show so more people can participate. Go to Twitter, at CenterSaint1080, and you can vote. Do you want to do it right away? Do we have enough votes to discuss it next? I don't know. We're, we're running short on time here. I'm just saying if enough people participated in the Twitter poll that it's worth looking at results. I, ju- I don't know. Honestly, Luke, we are up against it. I, All right. Blazers, Lakers, next. Center and Saint on 10 Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Will, I'm told we have a Twitter poll at Center Saint 1080. All you have to do is uh, dial into your uh, AOL account and then just uh, type into the search zone up there. Uh, Twitter. It's only available on AOL. We send it out through a mailing list of AOL users. Listen, just grab your uh, one of those uh, free trial discs. That everybody in, gets in the mail. Put it in your CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your sister to get off the phone. Plug in the phone line to your neon green Apple iMac thing. And then, uh, or your gateway fake. And that's what we had was the uh, gateway ripoff of the Apple the Macintosh. The iMac. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, plug that in, dial it up, jump on there, go on to Twitter. Uh, if you haven't done that yet, Will, what is uh, the poll question? Today? Are you mad about the Trailblazers? Oh. That, that's the whole question. Yeah, that's Option, it. Options are yes and no. Uh, options, yes. My life is spinning. Slightly. I'm good. It's okay. Just waiting for CJ. Yeah. And I'm a bot. I do not feel. Yeah, that's me. And surprisingly, I'm a bot. I do not feel. Is in, it's in thirds. There's a lot of bots listening to this show. Yeah. Well, listen, we have a big bot audience. <laughs> they're, still the upset, of- they're still upset about Stat Robot not coming back. They are upset about Stat Robot. We also get pretty much just like a spam of uh, messages on the text line from the bots that are just like, listening, listening, listening. You know what I'm surprised is we don't get, <laughs> I'm getting a ton of spam in my uh, text messages recently. I have too, yeah. Uh, the text line does pretty good. <laughs> doesn't get hit with all that spam. Nobody's trying to give it free Apple iPads. Just go to yeah. WXZ25487XYZ at whatever alphanumeric sequence. Oh, yeah, that looks legit. I should do that. I totally want to win a free iPad by infecting my phone. Hey, all capitals, Will Darkens, yes. seen these pictures of Demi Lovato? And it's just, just this huge-ass uh, link, and I'm like, yeah. nah, I'm not hitting that. No. no. <laughs> I can just type in Demi Lovato into the Google machine if I want to see pictures of Demi Lovato. I would like to not spend the afternoon canceling all my credit cards yeah. after Yeah, if I could avoid it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is one of the more frustrating things. The other thing that frustrated me recently, uh, that game sucked yesterday. The Blazers now on a four-game losing streak. They were taking on a Lakers team that was on their own four-game losing streak. The Blazers came out red hot. Damian uh, Lillard came out red hot. Well, the whole team right out of the gates. I mean, they couldn't miss anything. And then uh, kind of cool. It became a kind of back-and-forth game. They go into halftime with a three-point lead. But Damian Lillard noticeably limping in the second half uh, because he came down on a Lakers player's foot. Stupid slide thing. Just yeah. becomes a common foul. Uh, but you realize in the second half of that game, uh, dude, the Blazers are only as good as Damian Lillard right now. Um, They could. Yeah. I mean, it's the Lakers, dude. They had Dennis Schroeder back. Schroeder's I mean, that was the good. thing. That was, that was the first game Schroeder was back in that four-game stretch that they were having. They don't have Anthony Davis, which I get. And I think a lot of people came into this game with some expectations that you had, like, I don't know, two days off. 
and you were going to play a Lakers team again that did not have Anthony Davis, so there wasn't going to be this whole mismatch nightmare where uh, you know Derek Jones Jr. is on LeBron. Who the hell guards Anthony Davis? You can't put Cantor on him because he's friggin' paper. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I think there were high expectations coming to this. I got to tell you though, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but after they went up, I think like what twelve two or something after that first yeah. timeout, I go, they're going to lose this game. Sure. And I, I hate to think that, but I was just like, they're expending so much energy right now. Dame is shooting so well right yeah. now in this first quarter. But this is what they do, man. They are basically front-loading everything they can do scoring-wise into the first half. And you see it happen in this last stretch of losing streaks. You get into the second half, and it just starts to slow down because you don't have the friggin' horses, dude. Yeah. You don't have the guys to back it up. You don't have a rested up starting lineup heading into the second half, because most likely you were playing most of those dudes near the end of the first half to get the three point lead. See, I thought the bigger difference was I, when Damian Lillard slowed down, he was pretty half a step slower and he couldn't get to the spots that he was getting to in the first half. They started kind of lobbing in a bunch of entry passes. Dame in particular, they had like a stretch where they had like, I don't know, five out of seven possessions were turnovers but they were just lazy lob in entry passes or just trying to sneak something into Cantor because the Lakers were playing with LeBron at the five for a lot of that stretch. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, let's try to get the ball to Cantor who couldn't finish anything. And they were just trying these really lazy passes. But what was happening in the first half was when Dame could get to where he wanted to, then the defense collapsed on him. He could find open shooters. But you just realize right now, as good as Damian Lillard has been playing, if he loses even half a step, the whole offense falls apart. You don't have the angles for passing. You don't have anybody else getting open. And it just absolutely fell apart, especially in the third quarter. So you brought up turnovers, which is a very good point, because this is now the second time within the past week that the Trailblazers had 16 turnovers in one game. Yeah, That's really terrible. The last time was the Suns. And the Suns, it was way more apparent from the offset. That Suns game was hard to watch in the beginning because yep. they just looked like zombies. And I know that was the back-to-back, -back, I think. Uh, that, I know that that, that maybe might have been the back-to-back. -back. I'm pretty sure that was the second of a back-to-back. -back. And yeah. so they came in there walking like zombies. And I guess that's where everybody's expectations kind of just fell to the ground with this, right? Is that you had these two days off. You were going to go play the Lakers. This was going to be great. You were going to, you know, shock LeBron. It's all going to be put on LeBron's back. I was waiting for either of the two teams to pull the let's just rest card <laughs> because like, I know they were on similar trajectories heading into Friday's game, both on losing streaks, but let's be honest. Like the Lakers don't really need to worry about losing streaks right now. Nah. Like they just need to worry about maybe winning a game or two out of every three and just like, holding off until you can get Anthony Davis back for the playoffs. Like wait till that last 15 game stretch to vault the Clippers into second place. And then you're good. Your money. Well, it doesn't matter where you play this year. I mean, even if there are fans for the playoffs, it's not going to be a ton. And the travel is it's matchups though. Matchups. No, I understand who that. you want to play. Well, yes, but the Lake, nobody wants to play the Lakers. The Lakers don't care who they play. They might care about the nuggets. Well, sure. But that means they, they drop. I mean, the nuggets are on the bottom half of, yeah, they're so, seventh, I think. Right now they're eighth. Oh, they're eighth. So, but, but if they stay on the bottom half, what are you going to do? You're going to lose games intentionally to avoid an eighth seed or a, a sixth seed? I don't think that matters as much. But the the Lakers would rather play the, would 
like to play the Nuggets more than the Nuggets want to play the Lakers in round one. If Anthony Davis is healthy and you have everything that, you know, you know, full allotment of players, the Lakers are the better team. But it depends on what you have. And like you said, if LeBron is for some reason deciding that now it matters that he gets an MVP and decides to go all in and play 36 minutes a game for the for the stretch that Anthony Davis is out, Anthony Davis gets back and you've got to wipe out LeBron, that doesn't make any sense to me. So like you said, seeding less important than being healthy and ready for a stretch run. Oh, no, I meant seeding important. Now, initially, you said just get just get Anthony Davis back and be healthy for the playoffs. And then you changed your mind. Yeah. Which is stupid. I do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. Okay, let me ask you this. Listen, Bush Pritzel. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. All right. What's up? <laughs> what's up, Bush Pierre? What's more important? You got Bush. Health? Bush. You got Bush on the radio. Let's okay. hear it. Bush. Question for you. All right. What's up? Going into the playoffs, more yep. important to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or matchups. All right, matchups. I'm going to go with matchups. All right, check this out, Luke. This is my Bush's pick of the week <laughs> of the year. Okay, Bush it. I'm going to Bush this thing hard. All you right. ready? Let's hear your Bush push. Are you ready? Make your Bush push. All right. Check it out. Lakers, third right now. Okay. West. Yes. That means you got, how do you pronounce that? The Trailblazers. Yeah. At six in the playoffs. Sure. That's today, bro. That's today. That means we play the playoffs today. That's who you play. You second, right? You do that little leap, that little kickflip over the uh, over the Clippers. You second. Is that an ollie kickflip, Bush? It's like a 180, like like ghost style. Sure. Like it goes right over. Guess who you got? Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. You go first. You got Nugs. Yeah. Who do you want? Who do you want to play? I want to play. Probably the Nugs. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't Will Darkins just say the Nugs are the team you want to avoid? Yo, yo, yo. Hold on one second. What? What was that? <laughs> the dedication I to just char- got back into the room. The dedication to character. I wish people could understand here on the uh, listening to the radio. The transformation that happens physically. Yeah. Between Bush Pritzel. It's a lot. And Will Darkens. It takes it out of me. It's two different people. It's physically taxing. I understand that. I understand. You that. saw my face. Yeah. I had to like. Yeah, no. You did a whole thing. <laughs> you, sir, are an idiot. Theater. Yes. Theater. Theater of not only the mind, but of body. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I thought this story would go away. But apparently Russell Wilson has given the Seahawks the four teams he'd like to be traded to. Is this, is this really going to happen? Okay, but he doesn't want to be traded, though. Nope. Okay. No, he wants to be a Seahawk for life. Yeah, but, like, if he did. How, how badly is this being handled by Russell Wilson? And if you're his teammate, how do you feel right now? How do you feel, Will Darkens, Seahawks fullback, Bush Pritzel, Seahawks middle linebacker? Mm-hmm. Or long snapper. Mm. What does Bush do? Mm-hmm. Long snapper. All right. We'll discuss that next. First, your sports interrupted. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's go through a quick timeline of what's happened uh, since the Seahawks were eliminated from the playoffs. So they lost to the Rams, uh, third time they faced them uh, this year. They um, felt a little, little deflated there in Seattle. But then uh, their quarterback wins NFL Man of the Year, a highly prestigious honor, um, something that any community, any uh, professional sports organization organization should be extremely proud of. Well, then Russell Wilson watches the Super Bowl. He gets mad. Oh, I don't get protected like that. Then he makes the rounds and uh, does not exactly, uh, oh, I don't know, rep the go Hawks attitude that he's had the entire nine years that he's been in Seattle, the model citizen uh, that he's been. So he basically says that uh, in the media, yeah, I need more help. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy with the way this team is. Let's be great. Let's be great. Let's be great. Let's be great. Come on. Let's be great. Seahawks fire their offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. They bring in a, Uh, the passing game coordinator from the Los Angeles Rams, the team that beat them, Russell Wilson, apparently has a hand in that hiring. And he's still mad. This week it was reported, uh, Jeremy Fowler, I think, reported it, that uh, the Seahawks have been given four teams that Russell Wilson is willing to be traded to. Hey, Seattle. Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints, the Bears, and the Raiders. Hey, Seattle. So he's willing to go to Las Vegas, New Orleans, Chicago, or Dallas. I like how you phrase that. He's willing to. The Seahawks still have to be willing to trade him. He, he I'll go there. He, he, well, he has a no trade clause. I know. So he has to be willing, but he's already given the names into it. it All right. So go over those four names again. Go those four teams. Las Vegas Raiders, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints. Okay, are you going to get it better any of those places except for the Saints than what you got right now? If you're... Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? Better? In yeah. What? Is it going to get better than what you got right now in Seattle, which well, is a big play receiver. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got yourself some other good receivers. An offensive line that well, is... Has, I would say you have two big play receivers. They eat a perfect passer rating to Tyler Lockett and Tyler Lockett makes big plays. And then you have a freak big play wide receiver in DK Metcalf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You got an average running back who, by the way, you haven't resigned yet. You have a pile of average running backs. One you wasted a first round pick on. He hasn't been healthy. Is McKinnon still there? I feel like that's always the case. He's always there for some reason. Uh, I don't know. They, probably not. Yeah. You have Travis, yeah. Travis Homer. And then you got yourself a Penny. defense that is getting better. 
not quite great. Just getting yeah, but, better. But, but they they made a lot of investments in their defense last year. They went out and spent what two firsts and a third it's on Jamal better. Adams. They went made the midseason trade for Carlos Dunlap. It's getting better. They had Bobby Wagner, who's first team All Pro. That's fine. They were a lot better at the end of the year than they it's were at the getting beginning. Getting better. Sure. So give me a situation that's better than that for the four teams that you have just listed. Uh, the Bears defense. Better, I suppose. Um, I'm trying to think of the weapons that they have. I mean, they certainly have some weapons around it. They probably have a better running game. Okay, we should go ahead and stop right there because you can't name any. So let's go to the next team. Oh, do you need me to go through, like, <laughs> player by player? You want me to pull up rosters here? Let's hear it. Well, I want uh, you to pull out roster on me. Well, but uh, my question to you wasn't necessarily where does he go. It's, it's what do you think if you're the Seahawks of this? Like, if you're the Seahawks, like, if he comes back, which... Most likely. Nobody's really said that it seems like a very good idea for Seattle to trade it because they take a huge cap hit. And even if you trade, here's the thing about those teams, none of them have that high of a draft pick. So if you trade this year and you get somebody's first round draft pick, what are you getting? The Bears at 20? So the the Raiders yeah. at what, 14 or sure. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So think about it from the Seahawks point of view, though. You are looking at what this Russell Wilson situation is, and you're comparing it directly with what's going on with Deshaun Watson. You have to be. If you're not, you're jaded because that's what's going on here. You have a franchise quarterback who's incredibly disgruntled, who's saying, I, he's not quite at Deshaun Watson level, but he's getting close to saying I ain't playing. Yeah, but he hasn't. And the Seahawks are not at the position where they just got rid of their head coach and their general manager and did it entirely without consulting their quarterback. They went out and fired the offensive coordinator and consulted the quarterback on it. So again, the way Russell Wilson is handling all of this is the most appalling thing to me out of the whole thing. So I'm still taking it from the Seahawks point of view. Okay. Let's say Russell Wilson legitimately with all these rumors and everything going wrong, right? And how much time do we have before camp decides I'm not playing. And you know what? F you. I don't care. It really doesn't matter because once you do release me, because you'll have to, I'll probably go to another team and I'll make them Super Bowl competitors because you know something? You are still getting fooled by Russell Wilson's veneer. You are. And a lot of fans are. Yeah. No, I, well, I'm confused by it at this point. Again, that's he what has, you're getting fooled by. He has the trophy for man. of I the get year. it. I get it. Yes. And that's, that's the trick is the fact that this dude has been putting up the corny veneer to fans into the NFL for however many years, you know, 10 years, whatever. And at the end of the day, that's not who he is. He is somebody who is a huge competitor that wants to win and is an egomaniac. And he's proving it right now. And this (laughs) is the breaking point. It's finally come to the point, and I don't know what caused the breaking point. I don't know. I don't think it's Sierra. I think it's maybe he went to the Super Bowl and saw Tom Brady doing something where he literally got the keys to a team. They basically said, who do you want coaching? Yeah. Okay, Bruce. Okay, what offense do you like? Okay, great. We'll just put eight in the box, run the ball, and you know we'll give you all the protection in the world. He's finally coming to the point where he's recognizing his age and where his career is and saying to himself, I don't think I'm ever going to win another Super Bowl in this town. Yeah. It's just not looking that way. I think we ta- had everything working for us. We had the top uh, offense in the league. I had the number one receiver in the league for a while last season, and we lost in the first round. It doesn't look like this thing's coming around. Yeah, he also had a two-game stretch where he had seven turnovers that were pretty blatantly his yeah, fault totally. uh, when Russ was cooking. But the idea that Tom Brady has had such an effect on the NFL that him moving and winning a second Super Bowl has mm. all of a sudden – spun every NFL team on their head or at least 
half of the, the NFL on their heads where they don't know how to win anymore. It's, it's shocking to me. There was a general manager in place in Tampa Bay that was very crafty in the way he put together this team and going out and picking up the free agents to, to help add more pieces. They also had receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin who were unselfish and going, yeah, bring in a B. They, they consulted both of those guys before they brought in another top tier wide receiver. They go, we just want to win a Super Bowl. They had Bruce Arians who was coach of the year as a, interim coach you have all of these weapons Todd Bowles as a great defensive coordinator who's mm. had head coaching experience mm. Byron Leftwich is apparently one of the best offensive minds in football mm. and and does not get enough credit according to Bruce Arians I've heard interviews where he said he, he's the only guy that he'll keep on his staff sure. the reason Bruce Arians said he'll come back next year he goes dude nobody took any of my coordinators yes Tom Brady's great dude I have my entire coaching staff in place for next year. It, the idea that it's it's like, oh yeah, I just need to leave teams. That's where the victories are. Dude, unless you're going to be Tom Brady's backup, what's your guarantee you make it back to the Super Bowl? Uh I think that's probably something he's not necessarily thinking about. Yeah. I mean again, I, I go back well, to the Well, but if idea. he's super competitive and he needs to get to Seattle because he can't win there, oh you're gonna go to Chicago? Yeah, because that's a great place for quarterbacks. Look at the division. What division? The the division against the Green the Bay NFC Packers? North? Yeah, the Packers. The Vikings long, have been how, good. How long do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to last over in uh, Green Bay? How do you think the Lions are going to do Jordan with Jared Love. Goff? How have the Minnesota Vikings just been doing overall? How are their expectations? I'm just saying, I think Russell Wilson is looking at this, and he's in, in Groundhog Day right now. That's what the past sure. 10 years have been. It's literally the same thing. After yeah, the, we keep going to the playoffs. We keep winning all of these games. That's not enough for him. Sure. It's not enough. I get that. And you, do you want to confidently tell me that the Seahawks have a chance of winning the Super Bowl in the next three years? Sure. Really? Why not? What's it been? 14? Since 14, they went to the sure. Super Bowl? Yeah. That's been seven years? Yes. And they haven't How been back? How long did it take an NFL team to turn around? Apparently, if you just took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year, yes, it did one year for Tampa Bay to turn around yeah. when they when they had they added Tom Brady. But see, that's the thing. This isn't a turnaround, and the Seahawks really aren't needing to turn anything around. They've been in the same place for seven years, which is they're good. Yeah, yeah they'll win a division every now and then, but once they get to the playoffs, something happens. Yeah. People figure them out. They lose, and they keep losing. And most teams do. Yeah, 30. and Russell Wilson doesn't want to be on most teams. He wants to be a Super Bowl champion, and he figures the best way to do that <laughs> is to go somewhere. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, that's the message he's sending. Yeah, and I'm with you. I didn't think this was a story at all when it first came out. Like what a month ago? Yeah, where it was like kind of trickling reports. But the guy, I think, is serious, and I don't, I don't honestly don't know if he's going to play it for the Seahawks next season. It, this thing seems pretty much. Unsalvageable. It does not. It does not feel as unsalvageable as Deshaun Watson. That's the other thing is that you you have Carson Wentz who's already left. You have Matt Stafford and Jared Goff have swapped places, and now you've got two more quarterbacks sitting there. And if mm -hmm. they move, how many other dominoes fall? So it's it's just as bizarre offseason as I can remember. We got to get to good versus evil. It's a promise we make to our listeners every week that we will fight the war between good and evil. We do it next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. 
Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. And then the conversation was like, well, will Ben and Pants retire at the same time? Pants and Pants retired at the same time, his twin brother. But Ben Roethlisberger did not announce that. Ben Roethlisberger said, I'll come back if they want me. It was like, a, ooh, ooh, a little bit of drama, a little drama. You know what I mean? Little... That's the wrong clip. The <laughs> NFL's comeback player of the year after 17 surgeries, Alex Smith. Uh... Recently told GQ he didn't always feel like the Washington football team wanted him. He says Ron Rivera's new regime initially didn't see it, didn't want me there, didn't want me to be part of it, didn't want me to be on the team. They didn't even want to give me a chance. Does this info inform you Dan Snyder's organization will just literally never change? No, no. I mean, listen, the the idea of going and putting your arms around a quarterback that hasn't played for you, you come in as a new coaching staff, all you know about it is he broke his leg and had 17 surgeries. I mean, who who realistically thought that Alex Smith would come back and play football again? I mean, the amount of work that he put in, the desire that he had to get back on the field is incredible. But for somebody from an with an outsider's position, which I'm sorry, bringing in a new coaching staff or in the organization kind of makes them outsiders to the Alex Smith situation experience. But how (laughs) the Alex Smith experience. But how would you know that he would not only be able to come back from the injury, but be a viable option at quarterback? And once he was able to come back in and prove what he could do, he got to play. So, no, it doesn't change my opinion of of, it doesn't inform my opinion of the, the Dan Snyder regime in Washington. Is Big Ben good enough to play winning football still? Absolutely. Is Big Ben good enough to play winning football in Pittsburgh? Absolutely not. Hmm. Pittsburgh asked Big Ben to carry them last year offensively. He's not that player anymore, Pittsburgh. So what are you going to do differently? That's Garden Gnome come to life with basic math skills, Dan Orlovsky. Ben Roethlisberger's agent says the big douche will be back with the Steelers next season. Team owner Art Rooney II said, quote, Ben has assured me he's coming back to help us win. And I told Ben we would like to have him back to help us win. <laughs> Hell of a statement. Yeah. Should the Steelers fans be excited for another series or uh, sorry, season of Big Ben? I, I, excited may not be the reason, but it's the known versus the unknown. You want ready for Mason Rudolph to take over? You want to go and put Hell Justin, yeah. You want to you want to trade away all your draft capital to move up and get Justin Fields and have him take over? Are you ready for the Dwayne Haskins era to begin? Why don't I, they just trade Dwayne Haskins for Russell Wilson? That, yeah, that'd be the smart move. Um, no, it's so obvious. The, the the part of the Orlovsky clip there that is always funny to me. They asked him to go out and do it all by himself. Yeah. No, they didn't. They tried to get other good players around. Guess what? Turns out they weren't as good. Ben Roethlisberger is a great NFL quarterback. He will be a Hall of Famer. He has had success with multiple different iterations of this team. Teams with a great running game, teams with a great defense, teams where he did do most of the work by himself. But you get to this point in the career, it's do you want to have him out there for one more year as a transition into the next quarterback? I think the answer is yes. I'm telling you, I'm sick of these Zoom meetings, I'll tell you that. I, you, know, you want to grab some of these Raider fans and uh, um, you want them in that Allegiant Stadium. We missed them. You know, don't tell me their presence would would have mattered in the fourth quarter against Miami.
Jets man perpetually smelling a fart, John Gruden. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said Wednesday there's reason to believe the Raiders could release Marcus Mariota from the second year of his contract rather than trade him due to some of the incentives that are in that said contract. If, it, if Vegas does cut him, they would save more than a million dollars within the next year. If Mariota doesn't play this next season, play as in starting quarterback for an NFL team. Yes, or get any time. Okay. Can we call it a career? No, no. I mean, Rich Gannon made it to a Super Bowl uh, in his mid to late 30s uh, when a team finally gave him another shot. It's 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 difficult to know what the desire is for a guy that has a chance to sit back, learn the game, figure out how he wants to be integrated into it. If well, Marcus, apparently it's drying up. Well, no, the opportunities are always drying up. But I no, remember, I mean the interest in him. Sure. Yeah. Well, but he is the highest paid backup quarterback, and he had a nice showing in the game that he played against the Chargers. I remember having a conversation with Joey Harrington about this. He lamented the fact that he never had an opportunity to just sit back and watch. His entire NFL career, he was thrown right into the fire in Detroit. He went to Miami thinking he was going to back up Dante Culpepper. He blew out his knee almost immediately. Then he went to Atlanta where he's going to back up Michael Vick. Here's a great opportunity to sit back and watch. Oh, yeah, dogfighting. And now Joey Harrington is in. I, I think if, if Marcus Mariota wants to go and, and figure out how to be a better quarterback, he has the opportunity as a backup. Don't know if he does. People keep indicating the Patriots. Sure. I'd love to see it. Which kind of does make sense because it sounds like they're just waiting for him to be really cheap. That's what they did with Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, he doesn't have an arm. Yeah. Whoops. Oops. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from California. Your headline, Mom Speaks Out After School Finds Her Only Fans Account and Expels Her Sons. It's body shaming and bullying, says the mom. So do you know what OnlyFans is? I assume some webcam service. It's an adult yeah. service where you can log on to exchange photos. Yeah. And watch videos of other adults doing adult things. Sure. So basically, this school <laughs> found her account. How how did they find her account? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, who was surfing around OnlyFans and found, uh, you know. I have a educated guess, actually, which okay. is these the the kids friends found yeah. it and then other parents the saw them of, looking yeah. at it and yeah. then reported to the school and then the school in turn said private kids school? get the f out of here private school let's see here ongoing situation blah 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 yes and uh does not indicate if it's private um I, I wonder if there's some sort of morality clause if it's a private school that the reason that i ask especially if it's a this uh, should inform you though sacred heart parish that's so okay sacred heart likely, is a catholic school yeah yeah yep. so that's exactly what it is they probably have some morality clause that the parents have to abide to they probably signed something when they signed up the kids and they got booted so there you go yeah <laughs> don't be naked on the internet and uh, attend our catholic school if you can avoid it but you it's can't. not the kids i understand that Look, she's just making money online. Yes, I know that. And they make money off of her tuition, but they said, your money's no good here. Just go find a different place for your kids to get educated. So do you think this is going to be a problem for me and my OnlyFans account when I'm trying to get my kids into, like, daycare? Um, Depends on the daycare. If you're taking them to, uh, you know, Uncle Rick's smut-approved daycare, you're fine. But if you're going to, uh, you know, the... The uh, super nice A number one daycare. Mother Teresa, we love uh, Jesus daycare. 
It, the seventh day daycare. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna. Yeah, there's a big cross hanging over the uh, over the doorway. It may be a little more difficult than if there's a web address for the daycare provider's OnlyFans account. Mr. Darkins, we uh, saw your OnlyFans account and uh, that it's exclusively about you and your anatomy. Can we talk about the lighting that you use? Because it's fantastic. Yes, I had a question about that. And then once they tell me that, I'll go, I'm sorry, who? I'm uh, enrolling James Pritzel (laughs) and Marjorie Pritzel into this. You're speaking with Boosh. Boosh Pritzel. Yeah. Uh, I encourage you to look at her Instagram account, though, because it is very provocative. Go ahead and uh, share her name. Uh, Her, let's see here, name. Gosh, that probably is important, isn't it? Well, that would be helpful. Oh, man. You ready for this one? Sure. I guess this is her legal name, Crystal Jackson. Yeah, it is. Crystal (laughs) Jackson. That's... Oh, boy. I was hoping it would just be something, you oh. know, uh, uh, Brittany Jones or whatever. Nope. It's Crystal Jackson. Yeah. So, yeah, look, she, uh, yeah, Catholic schools may not appreciate that. This is, this is. Um, Her Instagram handle, the real Mrs. Poindexter. Mm, yeah. There you go. And uh, this Instagram account is something else. <laughs> Holy mo- How the hell does she stay on Instagram? Good gosh. Yeah. Okay. So Boy, with, I better sign into your account looking at this. With that uh, information Golly, there, uh, we move on to sports. That's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by 808. Uh, if you're looking for Hawaiian food, this is the Hawaiian food you should have. Holy uh, moly. To go and delivery available uh, just by ordering online. How about that? Just go to ate-oh-ate. Dot com, Use the internet. Good food. Use the internet. Uh, yes. When you when you finish uh, looking at Crystal Jackson's Instagram account, uh, go order your Hawaiian food. Uh, in hour two, let's talk about the NBA as a whole uh, because I have some questions for you. Oh. Will Darkens mm. and his big brain give us insights on the National Basketball Association. Uh, we may get into some baseball, too. So. Great. Jen's coming in, right? I think so. Okay, good. I think I believe so. I'm not going to talk to you about baseball. Uh, but that's our two. It's next. It's The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law